Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. All right, Aspire listeners, I am so excited for this episode because not only do I have a special guest in Latrice Younger, but I also have my book in my hands for the first time. I got to see it from EduMatch, Aspire to Lead, and some information is going to be coming your way September 7th. But before that information comes out, I wanted you to at least know one of the authors inside the book, a contributing author, someone who is an amazing leader and one I lean on constantly through these tough days of leadership. I'm so happy that Latrice is on the podcast once more. If you haven't had a chance to listen to her previous episodes, please make sure you go back. She's not only joined the Aspire podcast for an interview, but she also, well, I don't know if this is a good thing or unfortunate thing for uh, Latrice, but she had the (laughs) opportunity to be with myself and Jeff Gargas for the Aspire mailbag, and she was answering some questions with us, which was really, really fun. Latrice, Thank you so much, not only for being on the podcast again, but for being a contributor author to the Aspire to Lead book. Absolutely. Anytime. It was an absolute honor. And you know, anytime you ask me, I'm on. And you stay up late just to come on the podcast. And I love. stay up late <laughs> because I'm definitely an early to bed kind of girl. You are. If by chance someone hasn't had the opportunity to listen to your previous episodes, will you just kind of give a quick rundown of what you do every day? Sure. I am an assistant principal at a high school this year. I'm transitioning from being a middle school AP to a high school AP. My commute is much shorter. And so I'm very excited about being very close to home and being a part of the community and just being in a high school setting. And I've missed it. So I'm excited about just this transition period right now. Yeah, I made a transition not too long ago. Actually, this is my fourth year on the on the campus. And Man, the commute is much shorter and it's a joy to come home just a little bit earlier. Not makes a difference. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so excited. So excited for you. It's gonna be a good Thanks. Day. So let's let's get in the thick of it, okay? So you had a wonderful contribution which was called Finding Your Voice as a Leader. And it was kind of fun because I I threw out just kind of these broad topics of the book and you know offered up different chapters to folks and said, you know, go wherever, whatever direction you want. And this is what you chose. So I'm, I'm curious as to why you chose this topic. Really, because it speaks to a lot of the things I like talking about in general, which is authenticity. That's my thing. Yeah. Because for so long, when I first became a leader in a school, I aspired to be like so many other leaders that I had seen. I would try to sort of, you know, walk their walk and talk their talk. And I was not true to who I was. And people noticed that. And so if I can do anything for aspiring leaders or even leaders who are just kind of struggling to find their way, I always advocate that you just be yourself. It sounds so cliche, but there's nothing like it. People love when you are authentically who you are. People may not always, you know, respond favorably to some of the things that you do or say, but as long as you're leading in the right spirit and you're leading with integrity, people respect that. And so that is always my big push. Just lead with your own voice, lead as you are. Don't try to be anyone else. So important. And I think that probably happens in a lot of different realms of our journey, right? Especially Mm -hmm. when you start to become a teacher, you don't really have that experience. You fall back on the teachers that you had growing up. Absolutely. And the same as a leader, you don't have much experience. So you just kind of fall back on 
what you experienced with other leaders. So tell me about a time that you started to realize that you weren't being your authentic self as a leader. It was with my English teachers in Petersburg City when I was a literacy coach um, at one of the uh, junior high schools. I was not leading as myself. I thought that the way that I needed to lead was to be very hard and abrasive toward people. And that just wasn't who I was. And people did not like me. I didn't get much accomplished. I didn't, I didn't move the school forward. And so after that, I said, this is it. I will not behave this way. Contrary to what other people may have told me about how you need to lead or how you can get people to respect you. It's almost like that foolishness that a lot of teachers tell uh, novice teachers as they come in. Oh, you can't smile until December. That's nonsense. You can smile all you want. I used to smile at my kids all the time. They thought it was the goofiest, cheesiest smile in the world, but they loved it because it was me. And so, you know, when you think about behaving in that way, if you just will be yourself at all times, it really does help people to better connect with you, helps you build those strong relationships, and then you can move your team. Um, And so that chapter really focuses on if you find your voice as a leader and you are being authentic and true to who you are, you're going to see evidences of change in your building. You're going to be able to move people in that positive trajectory. It's just about being yourself. Yeah. So did you feel like you were going against the grain of what people expected from you? Oh, I'm sure I was. <laughs> Some of the things that I do now, I mean, people question, you know, I'm the kind of person that likes doing first day of school gifts on teachers desks. And I like giving, you know, holiday treats. And a lot of people don't lead like that. They don't believe it's necessary. They believe, you know, everyone goes to work for a job. It's their responsibility to do X, Y, and Z. And I just, I don't believe that. I think people can choose to be anywhere in the world, but at my school, wherever I am. And so I want to make sure that they feel good and they feel positive, that they're excited about where they work and that they know that somebody really does value and appreciate them. Yeah. For a leader out there right now, maybe it's someone that's beginning their journey or someone that's a veteran on a school campus. What is some ways that they can show authenticity to their staff every single day? I think one of the best things to do is to just make sure that you're um, speaking to people and you're working with people in a way that's very true to your core values and your system of beliefs. I'm a person that very much so leads with my faith. That's why I love Sarah Johnson's book. I know she's like, Latrice, you talk about it all the time, but I really love that book because it changed the way I behaved. And I felt like it was now okay for me to let people know I'm a faith-filled person, and this is why I move the way that I move. And so once people understood that about me, there wasn't, you know, very many questions about why I do some of the things that I do. They understand why it's coming from a real true place. Right. So good. And for those <laughs> that don't know Sarah Johnson, please make sure that you're checking out some of those podcasts that we do inspire <laughs> to rise. Where we coach, Absolutely. Where we coach some folks on how to be aspiring leaders. And myself and Sarah, we're actually just talking about getting back on and and doing another episode here soon. So as far as finding your voice as a leader, I know that when you become a leader for the first time, sometimes you don't know where your place is. Mm -hmm. At what point did you feel comfortable like, okay, I've assessed what this job is about. I've assessed maybe some issues and some strengths on my campus. And now I feel like I can start putting my imprint on this. Mm -hmm. Really, it took some time, Um, you know, into, I guess, about my third year of being a school leader. um, I was serving as a district uh, data and assessment analysis specialist. 
And so about that time, once I really became competent in what I was doing and I knew what I was talking about, that's when things shifted. Because once I knew my content, so to speak, I knew my skill set, I was okay with just being myself. I didn't feel like I needed to put on a facade. And even when I didn't know some things, I just got to a point where I would tell people, I don't know. <laughs> I will try to figure it out for you, but I don't know. And people respected that Latrice more than the Latrice that would throw out fluff answers to them just because I was the leader. Um, but it was just, it really was about time, honestly. And it was that shift of once I know exactly what it is I'm supposed to do, it's going to help me better impact those individuals that I'm to serve. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. Your contribution is in a chapter called Aspire to Persevere. And I just want to ask, what is a time that you felt somewhat defeated and you had to push through as a leader to find some success? Oh, there are plenty of times <laughs> um, when I would set goals and the goals did not always go the way I'd anticipated. Um, I guess I can just start with COVID. COVID really <laughs> put a damper in things. At my previous school in Culpeper County, we were onto something with writing across the curriculum and doing discipline uh, literacy in our building. Um, just some real interdisciplinary learning with kids. And we had started... Um, this trend of having students just sort of write in all classes. We had teachers just doing editing, ba very basic editing of students' work, submitting samples. We were doing professional development and giving feedback. And we had managed to move our writing scores by 4% after the first year of trying that. And so then COVID comes. <laughs> and so there goes all my hopes and dreams and aspirations for this wonderful program that I know would work because writing across the curriculum does help students. It does make sure that all contents are going to flourish because it helps build retention and all other skill sets. So that was hard to accept. And it could easily take someone down the rabbit hole of saying, I kind of quit. I give up. I don't know what else to do with it. I'm right back at it. I'm at a new school. You know, we're still in the throes of COVID. It's not quite yet over. And we're going to try again <laughs> at my new school, which is a new setting, high school students. I'm not willing to give up on this thing because I know it can work. And I, um, I've seen the power in it. So Latrice, you know, with every episode, I love having my guests provide just a little bit of advice for our aspiring leaders. So as you know, there's a lot of folks out there that are thinking about getting into leadership and applying for positions for next school year. I know it sounds early because the school year is just beginning, but as we both know, I mean, a lot of times people are putting applications in in December and January for, for the upcoming school year. So if you had any advice for those folks, what would that be? The main advice is to make sure that you study and know whatever it is that you were strongest in as a teacher before you even go into that leadership position. Because the more confident you are in your knowledge and skill set, um, the better and more effectively you will be able to lead others. It really does become a confidence thing. People who aren't confident or sure in themselves generally tend to be a little gruff with others, maybe a little abrasive in their tone, can be sometimes very crude. And it's because they're sort of masking, they're putting on that facade. 
Um, my executive coach talks a lot about like shame shielding, which is a Brene Brown term, but that's essentially what people do. And so if you want to avoid that, know your craft, know your stuff, because the more you know that, all you have to do next is just walk in and be your authentic self and you'll be fine. I love it. Latrice, how can our listeners connect with you on social media? I'm always on Twitter. <laughs> so you can, you can follow me. I'll follow you back on Twitter. Um, my handle is at Latrice Younger. Um, I also have a website that's on the profile link if you're interested in just learning a little bit more about me as well. Definitely. And if you want to join the Aspire Voxer group, Latrice is on there providing wisdom constantly <laughs> to the group, especially right now through the pandemic. I know all of us needs a little bit of uh, a community to, to help us through these trying times. So Latrice, you are such an amazing leader and, and such a great friend. And I just appreciate you so much, not only for what you do every single day on your campus and with your students and your community, but uh, for providing a little bit of insight to the listeners and for the readers in this new book, which I'm so excited to get out. Absolutely. <laughs> amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you, Joshua. I appreciate it.